What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You never want to want to let people know what cars you got. And so I take that same approach with negotiating. You know, if you can, always, if you're the dispatcher, always make that broker or shipper tell you what it is that they want to pay. That's the true um, definition of a negotiation, too, by the way. Both parties being happy at the end of the deal. We start, you know, booking loads and getting into the swing of things. Um, Literally a month later, I matched what I was making at my job. So I was like, man, if I double my, my income, I'm gone because it, it just don't make sense for me to continue to stay here when I, I need to put more time for my business. So a couple, couple weeks later, I doubled. Can you become a millionaire dispatching trucks? Yeah, I feel like. Turn my mic up. For you. Take there. Yeah, yeah, uh. On the road to the riches, life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. All right, Hustle Fam, Hustle Fam, we are back with another dope episode. So today I have a very, very special show and a very, very special guest. Um, let me see. A few weeks ago, brother reached out to me, this brother who's actually my guest today. He said, Yo, Ramel, man, listen, you know, I just wanted to, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, inform you, man. You know, I started a dispatch company, you know, during the pandemic and we've been doing really well. I said, ah, really well. That's dope. I said, what's really well? He said, man, we got about 40 something trucks. We dispatch. I said, 40 something trucks. Okay. I said, well, hold on. You said you started this during the pandemic. He said, yeah, like we just got started in May. So I said, man, that's dope. I said, that's a crazy story. He said, yeah, man, I would love to get on, you know, your, your show and, and talk to the Hustle fam and tell your audience about how we how we did it. And I said, yeah, you know, I said, that would be dope, man. But I said, you know, it'll be even doper. I said, why don't you not only tell the Hustle fam your story, but you teach the Hustle fam exactly, exactly how you made it happen. And this brother was gracious enough to oblige me. He said, you know what? Let's do it. Sounds like a plan. So take Carter. Welcome to Truck and Hustle, my brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. For sure, man. So listen, man, you know, when 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 you reached out to me, you know, your 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 message definitely caught me off guard. I said, that's dope, man. A lot of people are struggling, you know, during these times, but you know, you were able to start a successful dispatch company during the pandemic. And there's so many people who are interested in dispatch. Uh, you know, it's a low barrier to entry, something that you can do to get into the trucking industry without actually having to to own a truck. And I just think it's important. There's a lot of information out there. And, you know, I wanted to bring something to the show different to where we could actually teach live on the show exactly, you know, not only how to do it, but from somebody who is doing it currently and just get your perspective and kind of teach the hustle fam how to how, how to make it happen, man. So I appreciate you for coming on and, and doing this today, bro. Man, I thank you, man. I thank you for the opportunity for even reaching back out to me. You know, a lot of a lot of times, you know, you don't get opportunities like these to be able to share knowledge and information. So I really appreciate you for giving me this opportunity, man. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this, this show, man. It's going to be exciting. 
Let's do it. Let's do it. So listen, before we get into the instructional portion of the show, first, we got to kind of get into your background, brother, and, 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 you know, talk about your backstory. And let's talk about how you got into transportation to begin with. Okay. Um, well, just to kind of start it off, um, I'm originally from Cordell, Georgia. So shout out to Cordell, Georgia, um, you know, where I'm originally from. Small town, not a lot going on. One of the poorest towns in Georgia, top 10 in the country. And so, um, you know, some humble beginnings. Um, fast forward, just kind of go fast with it. Um, went to college, played college at University of Miami for a year. Um, played football there, excuse me. Um, then transferred to Bethune-Cookman, where I finished out and graduated in 2016. And um, after that, it was a very interesting position that I was in after I graduated, because normally, you know, you graduate during college, you you use the networks and the relationships that you built to kind of get you in position afterwards. But me being a student athlete and having to be so focused on football and having to be so focused on just trying to make it to the next level, which most people are trying to do, um, I really didn't have any opportunities set up for myself after graduation. So it was a little tough afterwards. I, I was real nervous, real, real, real scared, actually. Um, as far as what I was going to do. So luckily I got blessed with opportunity to get into the trucking industry through the broker side. Um, I began working at one of the largest brokerage firms in the country um, as a broker. Uh, started out there, didn't know what I was doing, never been in sales, never been in the trucking industry, kind of like most people. Only thing I know about trucks prior to that is just a semi on the side of the road or passing by me when I'm driving. So I had no prior experience to trucking when I got into the industry, but, you know, just like the person I am, whatever I jump into, I'm going to attack it and try to be the best I can be at it. So uh, it was a, it was a hard grind learning the terminology, learning um, just the industry itself and having to learn just how to go out and create partnerships, create, you know, relationships with people, with shippers and, um, customers and things like that. So it took a little time for me to get going. Um, but after about, I say about six months, um, I found my, my groove with that and I started a book of business organically. Um, nothing handed to me, nothing passed down, um, you know, built it organically. And I ver- had a very eclectic book of business, I would say, which means, you know, I had I was doing all types of things. I was doing dry van loads, doing reefer loads, doing flatbed loads, doing, you know, intermodal, doing dreads, doing doing all type of things, you know, and, and doing it all by myself. So I did that for a couple of years, um, maintained it, loved it. Um, you know, I was I was really enjoying it. But when I got into it, I, I never just wanted to just be a broker. I always wanted to, you know, really have my own, you know, really just take the information and knowledge and try to see what I can do to try to use it for my benefit. And so while I was there, I was always planning on just getting the knowledge, getting as much knowledge as I can. And, um, you know, just trying to use it the best way I can. And so, um, just being in the industry, you know, being on that side, on the phone side, you deal with a lot of different personalities. I'll say it like that. Um, you know, a lot of people get into this game and really, really don't really know, the, the ins and outs of it. What I mean is the, the gritty, the gritty. What I mean by that is the trucking side. You know, you could you could be a broker, but 
never been in a truck before. And that makes a difference. And so I started to talk to a lot of people, gain a lot of relationships. And I wanted to set myself apart. So me and my brothers, my two brothers, um, we decided, we was like, man, I want to go get my CDL. You know, I want to I want to go do that because it's one thing to be on the phone with a, with a driver and be like, hey, man, you know, I got this load for you. You know, let's let's do it. Let's let's handle it. And this guy like, yeah, man, I'm I'm taking my break right now. I I'll be there to pick it up in about three hours. And you like break. You like, what you mean break? We need to go get this now. But <laughs> you know, once you once you really take that time to to get on that side, it, it makes a difference. Understanding. So we we got our CDLs. We made a made a goal um, to get our CDLs at a certain time. We got them. Um, started out with. Uh, working under one of the largest flatbed companies um, when it comes to getting our CDL. We got it through one of the largest flatbed companies, learning how to do that, learning securement, you know, learning tarping and how to chain and how to strap and learning that side. And um, then we transitioned over to the van side and um, we started driving van and man, that was so fast. It's, it's so fast how you can drive this country, man. We, we drove 46 states in like a matter of months. And so, uh, you know, just getting that experience, it, it really made a, a lot of difference. You know, just being in that truck, being being on on the road by yourself, and in foreign places that you've never been before, sleeping at truck stops, you know, taking showers and in, in, in truck stops at the at the Petro and stuff like that. So, it, it makes a difference understanding that side. So after that. Um, making that sacrifice, which it's a big one. And, and while I'm talking about that, I just want to say shout out, shout out to the truck drivers out there, man. You know, salute to them. Um, anybody that's listening, shout out to any truck driver out there because to me, in my eyes, the truck drivers are the superheroes of the world. You know, they don't get a lot of, a lot of respect because you don't really see them, but you do see them. You know, right. you go to work, on your way to work, you see about a hundred truck drivers a day just on your way to work and on your way back, but you don't really notice it. But that's why we're here today to talk about it, to, to get you to start thinking about it. But shout out to them, man, because, you know, these truck drivers out here on the road, away for their families, sacrificing time, weeks at a time, away from their loved ones, out here by themselves, you know, just, just doing their job, making sure that we as consumers got our our things that got the things that we need when we go to the store, you know, making sure that it's easy for us when we just go pick a sofa up. But did you ever think about how that sofa got there? Did you ever think who brought it there? So, um, after, after I got a little experience in the truck, um, me being a family man, I have children, you know, I'm a married man, husband. Um, it, it was a big sacrifice. So I said, man, you know, it, it's tough. It's tough to keep doing this. So I was like, I want to get back, get back into the office. I wanted to get back on the phone. It's something about me being on that phone. I, I love um, just, you know, networking and building partnerships. And so uh, I got out the truck and got back in the office and, um, you know, just started, started back, kind of started back over where I was as a broker. And uh, so I was doing that for a little while. And, you know, then obviously the pandemic happened, um, you know, out of nowhere. Luckily I got out the truck before that happened, uh, you know, thank God. And after that, things got a lot, it got real crazy. You know, I started to see how 
people started losing jobs and, and, you know, people started um, just, just being in, in real, real tough positions, you know, something we never seen before. But luckily me being in a, in an essential industry, um, in the trucking industry, I was okay, but still, you know, it was real tough. So I'm, I'm working my nine to five. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still just not satisfied, obviously, because I, this year I had goals to, to create more time for myself. Cause I had been on the road. I'm like, man, I want to create more time. I want to, I want to, you know, be, be with my family more. I want to have my own business. I want to do all these things. You know, every, every, every year, every so often, I always write out goals for myself. I'm a, I'm a big uh, firm stander on writing out things. You know, I tell my children all the time, you know, write out whatever you write. It's like magic. It comes true, you know, write it out and, and, and really stand on it. And so I had certain goals that I, that I wanted to achieve. And so when the pandemic hit and it's like, man, like it's going to slow me down. But then something, something happened one day, a, a little bug, uh, got put in my ear about just dispatching. And, um, you know, I, 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 I thought about it and I was like, man, you know, I never thought about dispatching before, you know, as a broker, you, you work with dispatchers all the time, kind of when you're dealing with lows, setting up drivers, but you never think about, you know, their job, what it is that they do. It's a very, very, very vital position that dispatchers have. And so, um, once I start the research and look into it, I'm like, man, this is, this is me. You know, this is, this is, this is something that I feel like I could bring a lot of value to because I've been on both sides. I've been on the broker side. I've been in the truck. You know, I could, I could bring something different to the table. And plus I feel like it's, it's an essential part of the the business because, you know, it's like a, a truck driver. I look at, I look at a truck driver, like, like, Anthony Davis. Okay. Anthony Davis, you know, he, he want to go to the cup. He want to post up. He want to do his thing. He want to, he want to be comfortable just like a driver. He want to be comfortable. He want to, he want to sit back. He want to drive. He just want to look at the scenery and, and enjoy his time. But in order to make that happen, he needs someone like LeBron on his team to set him up, you know, to, to put him in position, you know, to kind of, kind of make things easy for him, you know, put him, put him in position on the pick and roll to drop it down. And so he could dunk it real easy. That's what a dispatcher is. In my opinion, someone to help that driver be able to focus on what it is that they need to do, which is drive because a dispatcher's role is booking loads, putting, putting a driver on the load so that they can keep those wheels turning because if the wheels aren't turning, you're not making money. And that's the essential part of just, you know, being able to provide them freight. But um, without that, then you'll have a driver sitting here spending hours a day on the phone or whatever, trying to book loads. That's wasting time. You know, drivers, drivers spend at least on average two hours a day if they don't have a dispatcher on the phone trying to book loads. You know, that, that, that adds up over time. That, that can equate to revenue. And so... You know, when I looked into it, I was like, man, this is something that I feel like I could bring some value to. So um, real easy, you know, I, I just took what I already knew and set up my business, um, which didn't take, take much. Set it up, set up my, my entity, um, set up my, my business account. And as far as all the 
the the legal things when it comes to that. Um, and literally, like a couple of days, I, I start reaching out to people that I knew while I'm working my job. By the way, I'm, I'm reaching out, just telling people, "Hey, man, I started a dispatcher company." You know, reaching out to old customers that I work with, uh, you know, things like that. And after about four days, one of my my old customers that I was working with while I was a broker, you know, we did a lot of work. You know, we we one of the things that I value is partnerships. You know, um, whenever I work with someone, I like to feel like, man, no matter even if we're not even doing any business, we can still talk 30 years later. Like, hey, man, you know, look at what we did. Look at look at all the things we did together. It's, it's more of a, a, a true partnership. And so all the relationships that I built when I was a broker really, really, uh, really panned out because when I reached out to one of my old customers, he put me in position with someone that he trusted who had like 35 trucks. And so I was like, man, let's go, you know, right away. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm ready because I, I know, I know how to handle this. You know, for, for most people, I don't know if, you know, given that opportunity like that, they would have been able to really handle it like that. But I think because I had the experience and, and I've already been in a position I've been a broker. I've been a driver. I've had a book of business where I was booking loads 30, 40 a day by myself. 35 trucks is nothing. So right away, we, we started booking loads um, while I'm at, at work. How I did that, uh, man, just find a way, you know, just <laughs> ducking off like, hey, you know, go to the bathroom, make a call, like, you know, go to lunch, driving to, driving to, the, to the restaurant, make a call, making a call, booking loads. Like, got my I have my wife at home handling, you know, helping me out during the time without her wouldn't, wouldn't even be in a position that we're in. But, you know, we, we worked it. We worked it out. We worked it. We worked it for about, uh, man, how long did it take? It was like, so so we got the opportunity a couple of days. Um, we start, you know, booking lows and getting into the swing of things. Um, literally a month later, I matched what I was making at my job. So I was like, man, if I double my my income, I'm gone because it, it just don't make sense for me to continue to stay here when I, I need to put more time toward my business. So a couple, couple weeks later, I doubled and mm. I made a goal. I was like, I'm leaving at this time. Mm. And I left before the time that I set the goal for a couple weeks after that. And so once I was able to take that that jump that the risk that a lot of a lot of us aren't really willing to take it was a, it was a bit risk that I I was afraid you know I was afraid to take it but I realized if I wanted my business to be what I envisioned it to be I had to give it the time that it that it required that it really needed and I'm not going to be successful doing my own thing giving my time to someone else giving my time to, you know, this company or this, this person that don't know me, don't know my family, don't, don't know what I'm going through. They don't know the, the ins and outs of my life. Um, it's just not going to happen. So I had to take the jump and man, ever since I took it, it's, it's been just blessings, man. It, it's, we've just doubled and doubled ever since. And, you know, now I'm in a position now where I feel like it's time now to, 
All right, guys, Truck and Hustle has now partnered with Transpo CFO, powered by Venning. Transpo CFO offers a streamlined monthly subscription for businesses to consolidate their accounting, payroll, and tax needs into one flat monthly rate, saving businesses a tremendous amount of time and money while making their financial operations much smoother for the long road ahead. Check out Transpo CFO in the description below and tell them Truck and Hustle sent you. Now, let's get back to the show. To share how I did it and, and put others in position to do the same thing. You know, why not? You know, that, that's that's what it's time to do. It's time to share this info. It's time to build each other up and, and give each other different lanes that we can go in. Everybody not gonna be a rapper. Everybody not gonna play basketball. You know, I feel like it's time for a different, a different lane for us to try to take over and try to, you know, try to get opportunities in. So um yeah, that's that's how it went. That's pretty much the story. Um, you know, and now we're we're dispatching, you know, over 40 trucks right now and working with a couple clients and things are going pretty well. And um, you know, it's 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 going pretty good, man. And um just just a blessed position to be in. And um I feel like it's it's just time to shed light on it. It's it's just time to shed light on the opportunities that's in this industry. No doubt. So when you say we're dispatching 40 trucks, who's who's huh. who's who's we're? Uh when I say we're, I mean I like to say we're because my company is um it's called JTX. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's it's really a company that it stands for my me and my my other two brothers. Um and like I said, we all got our CDLs together and we all have this experience. Re- really, once we start to look back uh in our history. Trucking is in our blood, man. You know, it's it's something that our grand grandparents did, our grandfather did, and um, so our business is a is a business that's built around three brothers that have knowledge about the industry that's that's trying to create a an avenue. Uh, it just so happened that because I have a little bit more experience than my brothers, I kind of started it off. But um, you know, we're putting them putting my brothers in position, and when I say we're, I mean me and you know my wife and. Um, you know, just the, the team that we built kind of to 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 do what we're doing um, and, and making this thing happen. For sure. For sure. I just want to put some context around who's actually able to dispatch 40 trucks. Is it you and your brothers dispatching or is this just you or is you and your wife? Just just to give the, the, the audience an understanding of how you operate. Gotcha. So so right now. Um, I'm the one doing the dispatching primarily, um, you know, with everything going on, you know, with the pandemic and um, just time and job situations. My brother, they're, they're kind of trying to get things going with creating more time so that they can be able to be in position to to help. But right now I'm, I'm kind of just getting things going. I'm handling and managing the, the 40 trucks right now pretty much by myself um, with, with help with my wife as well. All right, Hustle fam. So you heard that this man is dispatching 40 trucks by himself. I just wanted to wanted to get that out there before we move forward. All right. So check it out. Um, let's go back a little bit. I want to just unbundle some things that you were saying earlier. So you said you jumped into the truck. You were you were you were doing a brokerage and mm-hmm. you felt that it was necessary to see necessary to see the other side uh, yeah. and, 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 and get your CDL. Why was that important? What was the long term goal to, for, for doing that? What was the motivation? Did you just want to get out of brokerage, kind of <clears> see the road? 
or was it, did you have a plan to come back to brokerage? Because you eventually did. But what was the point other than just seeing the other side for, for getting your CDLs? Um, ultimately, it was one to get that knowledge, get that experience. Like I say, I felt a little bit cheated when I was a broker talking to these drivers every day and really not knowing the position that they were in. You know, I, I kind of felt like I was... I, it was too easy. Like I'm, I'm sitting here in this office booking loads and these guys out here on the road dealing with elements, dealing with the, the traffic, dealing with just life, being out there on the road. And I wanted to really get that experience. And so one, just wanting to get that. And two, like I say, when I started, I, I wanted, I had a goal to, to really be a legend in this industry. That's a goal that I had set out when I first started. Mm. And so when I got in the truck, it was ultimately to start a business too. I wanted, we wanted to start a business. Um, okay. We wanted to get a CDL, get the experience, um, you know, get our, get our own trucks and, and start a business as well. Um, but it was more so, you know, driving. So that was, those were pretty much the two goals to get the knowledge and, and start a business down the line. Uh, once we got the experience. Got you. So you saw that there was obviously money to be made on the other side. It's like, Hey, I'm brokering these loads to these trucks. I might yeah. as well learn how to drive a truck myself so I could get some of that, that trucking money also. So right. my next question is, what did that teach you? Um, you know, just could, being on the other side, being a driver, what did that teach you about the relationship between drivers and brokers or drivers and dispatchers? And how do you apply that to your business today? Man, um, <laughs> it, taught, it taught me a lot about really just the, the lifestyle as far as the, the day-to-day things that drivers go through when it comes to just being a driver. Um, it, it taught me really just how essential truck drivers are to the world. I mean, if you look around right now, around your room, I mean, you, you got a picture in your background right now or whatever. That picture got there somehow. You know, some, somebody brought that picture to the, to the store for it to be on retail for someone to buy it. A truck driver. 70% of a freight that moves in America is moved on a truck. And so when I got in that truck, I started to see like, man, this is this is truly the backbone of America. Nothing, nothing will be how it is without these truck drivers. And it really taught me the value of having a, a good dispatcher because when you're out there on the road, you don't need to be worried about, oh man, what my next load gonna be? You know, oh man. You know, when I drop this load off, I don't know where I'm going. I'm, you know, I, am I going to be sitting here for a day? Am I going to have to sleep here tonight? You know, you want to feel comfortable knowing, man, when I drop here in Houston, I already got a load I'm picking up. I'm going to go to Denver. Then I'm going to go drop that and go pick this up. It, it makes things a lot smoother in your mind and on the road. So I, I, I learned the value of a dispatcher, how important that is. You know, when you drive, when you're a company driver, um, you know, you, you're pretty much just, talking with your dispatcher, um, just letting them set you up. So it, it just taught me a lot, man, about just the value of this industry, truck drivers, and just how it's the backbone of, of America, in my opinion, of the world. Got you. So you said you drove for how long before you jumped back into the brokerage side? Uh, it's about, about six months, six, seven months. Okay. Okay. About six, seven months, get back into brokerage. And then you said, 
the pandemic hits. So when the pandemic hits, is your is your brokerage job in trouble or is it still things are still flowing with that before you make that transition into starting your own company? What's going on there? Um, Well, it was (laughs) it was a little bit fuzzy. Um, You know, obviously, when when the pandemic hit, I'm pretty sure everybody that had a job was a, a little bit curious as far as to you know, what's going to happen? Uh, am, am I going to lose my job or what? But like I say, one being in this industry, I, I felt a little bit comfortable knowing I was going to be okay because it's essential, because it's a a, a necessity of a, of a business and an industry. Um, and so when it hit, I was okay a little bit, but it was still a little bit just, just a little bit scary just knowing people around me are, are not having opportunities and people around me losing jobs, you know, people around me uh, are, are missing out on just having opportunities during the pandemic. So it was, it was a little bit scary, but it was okay. Um, you know, it was a lot of, with the company I was with, you know, it had to go virtual and stuff like that, but um, you know, it was, it was all right. I wasn't too worried. Got you. Got you. And then you said you actually started your dispatch company while you were with that company, kind of kind of juggling both. And you said yeah. you set a goal. You said once I hit a certain number, you know, I, I, I matched what I was making at the at the brokerage. I'm out. Right. Yeah, right. So what, right. what was that? What was that number? Um, Really, it was just just double what I was making. You know, I was making a certain amount at my nine to five. And I said, whatever I'm making now. I'm finna double that number. Gotcha. Once, once I doubled it, uh, it was it was over. Can you can you give us an idea around what that number is? The hustle fam loves numbers. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, at my job, I was making uh, what like thousand every two weeks. Okay. Um, and so that's kind of like normal pay for. I guess being in that industry, I say it's like normal pay. A lot a lot of people made less than that. Uh, I've been in on jobs less than that myself. So that's what I was making prior to my business. Okay. Got you. So you said that was every two weeks, about a thousand yeah. every two weeks. Okay, uh-huh. cool, cool, cool. All right. So listen, let's, let's get into it, bro. You said that you was going to come on the show. Um, mm-hmm. and you said that you're going to, you, you going to teach, you're going to basically break, break down, uh, you know, some of the methodology, some of the, the tactics, some of the, the, the lessons that you've learned in creating your dispatch company. So uh-huh. let's go. We ready to get into it, Hustle Fam. Listen, we about to have a live dispatch training right here on the show. First time ever done before. You know, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm getting excited. I'm taking notes myself. So listen, if you if you have a pen and paper, you better grab it now because we about to get into it. So you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. All right, Tay. Let's, let's get it. Talk to me. All right. Well, first thing for all the listeners out there and everybody that's that's watching, you know, I, I like to do this activity for for anybody you know i want you to really really just sit and take a look around your room right now like wherever you at just take a look around and just gather all the things that are in your room and really just think about how all of these things were once considered freight on a truck train a ship or something like that like literally everything in your room so understanding that will help you understand how, one, this trucking industry is all around us, but we're so naive to it because we're so 
caught up in our jobs and caught up in what we're doing day to day. The trucking industry is all around us and we're all a part of it because we're consumers. We buy literally everything that we need. Um, but at the, end, <clears throat> excuse me, at the end of the day, wherever we go and buy product, it got there somehow. You know, it had to. It, it didn't just pop up one day and, oh, just some apples just popped up on the shelf. Like, no, someone brought them there. And so understanding that really, really makes things in your mind start to start to question like, man, okay, well, okay, if a, if a truck driver brought these apples to the store, okay, well, where did he pick the, the apples up? Okay, well, maybe, maybe then you start to think, well, these apples had to be grown somewhere by a farmer. You know, a farmer had to grow them and pick them and take them somewhere and to, for them to get processed, for them to get, you know, clean and everything. And after that, they have to go to somewhere to get packaged. And then after that, they have to go and get packaged and go to a distribution center. And then from distribution center, they go from there to your local Walmart and then it gets in your hands and then it goes to your fridge and you eat it. But that's a big wheel. That's that's called a supply chain. Let's let's let that be known. That's the supply chain. Okay. With all of those different pieces of that wheel, within those pieces are a truck. You know, within those pieces are a piece of transportation. You know, whether that was by a ship, whether that was by a train, or whether that was by a truck, which is how 70% of all the freight is moved in America. So from farmer to manufacturer, a truck had to get it there. From manufacturer to, you know, packaging company, a truck had to get it there. From packaging company to distribution center, a truck had to get it there. I mean, and so on and so forth. So understanding that, man, it's, it's, it's real vital to understand, y'all, that this industry is the backbone of how everything operates in this world, the freight industry. And um, I just like for people to understand that, man, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing, you know. Like I say, 70% of all all freight is moved by trucks. Okay. There's 15 million trucks out there on the road right now. Okay. 500 trucking companies. So 500,000 trucking companies, excuse me. And when you look at those numbers, think about the opportunity with that. You know, think about the opportunity just driving. Think about the opportunity just being a broker. Think about the opportunity just being in the industry, period. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of jobs, opportunity in this industry. Um, so when it comes to that, man, I just like to give people that, that activity, man. Look around, man. Just realize, realize a lot of, a lot of things that we take for granted that we don't realize it was brought to us through this industry. Um, now let's talk about trucks we talking we're here to talk about trucks you know we all know that there's there's three modes of transportation you know you have your truck you have your ship um and you have your train now let's talk about the different types of trucks now there's three main types of trucks out there now let's break down the truck first of all when you on the side of the road and when you're driving and the truck passes you by the actual part that the person is sitting in that, that, that they're sitting in, that's called a cab. Okay. 
The cab is pulling the trailer, okay? The trailer differentiates the type of truck that it is, okay? Or the type of freight that is being hauled by that truck, okay? So there's three different types of trailers, actually, that are correlated with the truck. Now you have a dry van. Now dry van, in the name, kind of explains. Dry van is a, a trailer that hauls dry freight. So you you your things that are are dry like you know water, or furniture, or tablets, electronics, you know clothes, shoes, stuff like that. Things that that don't require uh, to be at a certain temperature. Now that leads me to the next truck. The next truck is a reefer. That that trailer is a trailer that requires a certain temperature. Okay, that's for all your food, your, your perishable items. You know those, those are those are those trailers, man. It, to me, those are the most imperative ones because everybody has to eat. Everybody has has to have food in order to live. So, you know, the reefer, the reefer trailers, uh, man, it's a whole monster that industry. But uh, that that trailer right there is a trailer that has a it's like a refrigerated piece on the front of it, and it keeps the trailer cool and for people that don't know, you know, you have to set it at a certain temperature based off the freight that's inside. So if you have, you know, some ice cream, obviously you want to set it, you know, real cold. If it's, you know, something that needs to be, you know, more, more warm, you set it at that. So um, that's that, that's that trailer. Um, the third trailer we talk, we like to talk about is flatbed. Now flatbed is self-explanatory as well. Uh, if you driving down the street and you see a truck that has a flat surface on the back, that's a flatbed. Normally, it has heavy, heavy equipment, you know, metal, steel, um, you know, things that require more, 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 more men strength, you know, more, more. I guess it requires more securement, you know what I mean? Instead of being on a trailer that's enclosed, you know, when you have a flatbed, it allows for things that could be maybe over width. It allows for things that could be a little bit over height. You know, these big cranes that's out here, you know, these big, 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 long bridges that we drive on, they had to get there somewhere. You know, they, they had to get transported there somewhere. So the flatbeds help transport those. Um, so those are the three main types of trucks. Now, once you understand that, then we try to help people move. And when I say we, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking because after we talk about what I'm going to talk about today, you know, this is an actual course that we're putting out as well. You know, we're, we're putting out a course called How to Start a Dispatcher Company. So excuse me if I'm saying we is just, I'm just in the teaching mode right now. But so after good. you learn about the trucks, man, um, it, it's imperative to learn about the terminology. You know, it's, in, it's imperative to learn about the different jargon that's in the industry, you know, learning about what deadhead is, you know, learning about what a BOL is, learning about what a POD is, you know, learning about those different things so that when you're talking to people in the industry, it, it makes sense because you have an understanding, you know, understanding what a commodity is, you know. Um, so understanding the terminology is, is very imperative. Um, Second thing I like to talk about is is the geography. You know, you got to know the geography of the country. You know, it's it's imperative to know the states. You got to know how far 
Cali is in relation to Florida. You need to know in relation to, you know, Texas. How how far is Texas in relation to New York? You know, what are those miles? It's important to know that. It's important to know time. Um, all all time is recorded in military time in the trucking industry. You know, it's it's very important to know that because if you don't know military time, you might mess up a pickup. You know, because you put the wrong time. So it's it's good to know the the basic things, man. You know, to to really get into the industry because these things right here really make a difference down the line. Um, you know, understanding the laws. Um, there's different laws out there right now because of the e-laws. You know, back in the day, drivers when they drive, they used to be able to write things down on paper, but now they have what they call an electronic log in their truck that keeps track of their hours and keeps track of how long they can drive. So understanding those hours, understanding those times, the DOT regulations, you know, understanding how long a driver can drive, you know, driver can't drive all day for people out there that think we can, you know, (laughs) a driver, a driver only has up to 11 hours to drive, you know, and they have a clock that starts as soon as they start driving, which is a 14 clock. It starts ticking right away. You know, once that clock starts ticking, it don't stop. So if I get held up in traffic, if I get held up at my shipper because, you know, someone didn't give me the right pickup number, well, my clock is ticking. You know, it's still ticking. So understanding those things, man, is that's why I got in the truck, to know those things, you know, because it, when, when you're on the, on the side on the phone, it's easy to get caught up in, you know, talking to customers and, you know, booking loads and stuff like that. But if you don't really know the basic things, it, 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 it'll make a big difference down the line, man. You know, so understand those laws, understand that terminology, the time, the geography, all of those things make a make a big difference. Um, and so once you once you combine them, too. So let's talk about, OK, your geography. Right. So. California. In Florida, okay, California is known for you know, a lot of fruits. A lot of fruits, a lot of foods are grown in California. Um, why is that important? Well, because California is a is a big state. It's the biggest state uh, in the country. Understanding the different states and what they specialize in. Every state specializes in something like. I think Ohio specializes in steel, you know, other states specialize in lumber, other states specialize in, you know, manufacturing um, just agricultural type uh, products. Understanding that in relation to how far they are can tell you if a guy picks up a a load in California and takes it to Florida, what that price is going to be, which is called a rate. You know, understanding that geography at that time, and understanding the commodity will be able to tell you, okay, man, if I pick this load up from Cali and it's going to Florida, it's going to cost this much based off the miles, based off how far California and Florida are from each other, and based off the commodity that I'm hauling majority of the time. And so, man, all, all of that stuff is real important, man. You know, it, it's, it, it's very vital. Um, and so... Right after, right after you kind of put the the basics together, I like to then go and be able to put that in a in a in a more collective sense 
putting it together so that now we can be able to put it to action. Okay, what that mean? Well, once you understand the trucking industry, once you understand the laws, the terminology, and things like that, now that kind of gives you the confidence to now go out and create partnerships and create create relationships with people because that's how you're going to start your business. That's how you're going to be able to, you know, do anything. You know, if you're a broker, that's how you're going to be able to reach out to shippers and get loads by understanding the knowledge first and giving you that confidence to go out and, and build those partnerships. So, you know, it, it's that the knowledge, man, the knowledge, people take the knowledge for granted. You know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of dispatchers out there in, in the basement, just booking loads, man. But what about the people that actually understand the industry that actually been in the truck, you know, that actually have been in the industry and have done different things in the industry. Um, and so after that, I want to talk about booking lows, you know, because to me, once you understand the basis as a dispatcher, your job is to book lows, you know, your job is to keep your, your guy going. Okay. <laughs> It's a it's a big big misconception out there too. I want to address about dispatches um, because I think I, I think I read somewhere where somebody was like reaching out uh, one of the like Facebook groups, like one of the Facebook groups I'm, I'm following uh, as a truck a truck truck driver, and they were like, "Hey man, you know I'm a truck driver. I just started my company. I'm needing a dispatcher. You know, I need somebody to help me help me stay rolling." And some of the comments people were saying, yeah, man, just get a load board, man. That's all a dispatcher going to do. Just get a load board and book your loads. Yeah, but anybody could do that. But what happens when you book that load and then that, that broker say, hmm, man, I, I, I'm i sorry, man. I booked this load with someone else, man. They came in a little lower. Or, man, man, I'm sorry, man. This load is not going to be ready until next week, man. Um, I'm sorry. What are you going to do then? You know? Being able to problem solve, being able to understand the industry, understanding the knowledge, understanding the basics will help you be able to maneuver and guide you through certain situations that come up. But booking loads, yeah, booking loads is cool. That that keeps your guy going. Now, there's a lot more to just booking loads for the people out there that, that are staying with me, that understand where I'm at right now. There's a lot more than just that. You know, you could book a load with someone and like I say, something can happen. Something can go wrong. You know, your guy can have a breakdown. You know, you, you, your driver can, you know, um, you know, he could he could get into some bad traffic and have him held up. You know, what are you doing in those situations? How are you communicating? How are you putting your driver in the best position to be successful? Are you reaching out to the shipper? Are you communicate with them to, to let them know what's going on. That's a dispatcher. The, the person that's making it easy for that driver to just sit back and drive, not having to let him worry about certain things. That's what a dispatcher is, y'all. A dispatcher is more than someone that just booking loads. A dispatcher handles the ins and outs. They handle the updates. They handle the, the documents. You know, they handle the paperwork, the setup. They handle making sure that the driver get paid after he delivered a load. He should uh, a dispatcher should, in my opinion. So it's a lot more than just booking a load. I, I want to let that be clear, man. You know, because I feel like it's a big misconception 
about dispatchers and their role and, and what it is that they do. You know, it, it's it's important to have a dispatcher so that driver's not out there worried and, and nervous and thinking about, oh, what I'm what I'm gonna do with my next load, man. I'm, man, I'm gonna be late, man. Or, you know, drivers need to be focused. They need to be calm and relaxed so that they can focus on handling this big 53-foot-long vehicle and making sure that they everyone's around them safe as well. Um, and so, man, <laughs> dispatching, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole lot that goes with it. All right, bro. So, 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 you know, let, 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 let's, let's talk about the actual application. Let's get into some of the meat because, you know, we, we've talked about dispatching on the show before. Um, and, you know, as, as we talked, as we discussed, you know, you really want to, you know, make sure that people know what happens after that. Like after, right. you know, you, you, you want to get your business started. What's next? I want to be a dispatcher. Okay, cool. I know I need to do this. What, what, what's the next steps? All right, let's go. So, you want to be a dispatcher, whether you have the knowledge or not. Let's say you get the knowledge. Let's say you're taking our course. We give you the meat. We give you the knowledge. You know about the trucks. You know the terminology. You know about market. You know about rates. You know about all that. Now, the next thing you need to do, you need to structure your business. You want to structure it. Okay. What that means, you want to get your LLC. You want to get your entity set up. You want to get your EIN number. So when it's time to book loads, you can already have your bank account set up so you can start making money and getting, getting it deposited. So you want to set your business up the right way. Also, what you want to do, you want to go out and get you a dispatch carrier agreement. Now, what that is, that that's an actual agreement that you're going to put together between you and the carrier, the carriers that you're going to bring be bringing on to your team. Now, in our course, we'll give you some templates on how to put that together. But basically what that is, that's going to give you authority to basically do business on behalf of that trucking company, whether that be book loads, whether that be set them up, set that trucking company up to do loads, whether that be, you know, speaking on behalf of the owner or whoever the company, that agreement has all of that information in it. It provides, um, it'll it'll tell that company what they need to give you, which is like the W-9, the authority um, and, and the insurance. It also, if you're smart, you want to have some type of way to get to know the the, the carriers that you're going to be trying to come in on with. So what, what I like to put in my agreement, you want to try to put some in there where you can get to know the carrier that you're going to be working with. Like try to get to know where they like to go, what states they want to go to, what states they don't want to go to, you know, when they want to be home, when they want to stay out, things like that. Now, let's say you get all that done, you, you find somebody that um, let, let's say you get all that done. You, you get your business set up, you get your agreement. Let's say you find somebody. Okay. Let, let's pause right there though. How you find somebody? Well, like we talked about earlier, it's important to get that knowledge because once you start, say, say you want to reach out, you know, to a, to a customer or whatever you get the knowledge, you can do that. Now, some of the way, some of the ways to reach out, um, one I talked about earlier, you know, using word of mouth, you know, some, some people may have friends and family that, that have fleets of trucks that you may not even know about, that you you sitting on right now. But if you don't reach out, if you don't, you know, put that bug in their ear like, hey, I'm, I just got the dispatcher company going, you know, let me know if y'all got something going. If you don't, if you don't put the time in and, and reach out, you, you'll never know. So I'll say word of mouth. I'll say uh, cold calling, whether that be cold calling um, carriers themselves. Now you can, you can find carriers phone numbers and emails and information online. People didn't know that. 
Um, you know, the DOT, they have a system where every trucking company that gets set up, they have to, you know, put the information and in the MC and all of that in the system. It's certain certain sites and stuff you can go on to get that info. So that's another way you can go out and get you get, get some carriers under your belt. Now, let's say you already do that. Let's say you, you, you got you got somebody that trusts you. They want to work with you. They sign the agreement. They say, hey, hey, man, I, I feel like you can help me help me stay rolling. I'll be I'll be ready next Monday uh, here in Atlanta. I got a flatbed. Let me know what you can find. All right, boom. Now, now it's go time. Now, now it's time to really put the money where your mouth is. So, what are you gonna do now? Well, now you say you already got half the battle won right there. You got a guy. He's he's telling you where he's gonna be. You know, you know when he's gonna be available. Now it's time to start finding lows. Now, like I talked about earlier, it, we talked about mm-hmm. load boards. Okay, to me, there are two main r- ways to go out and, and get a load or get freight. You could either, from a dispatch perspective, you could either go with a load board or you can go um, direct shippers. Now, going load board is a lot easier. It saves a lot of time because majority of the time, all you got to do is just pay the little subscription, and um, which is like 100 bucks for majority of these platforms out here like Truck Stop and DAT and things like that. And by the way, if you don't know what a load board is, a load board is a, is a platform that all, if not all trucking companies have, they, they have these platforms out here where say a, say a guy that is just driving, he doesn't know Walmart. Well, there's brokers out here that put their freight and, and loads on these boards for drivers to be able to get those loads instead of having to go through a direct shipper. So um, it's easy to get set up with, with those platforms. So you can either go that way or you can go direct shipper. Now, once you, uh, once you go ahead and get signed up with a load board, um, if you want to go that route, I, I prefer that route because, like I said, it saves time. Instead of having to go call and call and call and call and call and get get a lot of no's and waste a lot of time, it's better to go ahead and just get your load board set up. Go ahead and get get that. It's just 100 bucks. Now, your guy's ready. He's in Atlanta. He got a flatbed. He ready to roll. Now, next thing you're going to do, you're going to go to the load board and you're going to find him a load. Well, based off the knowledge and the meat that you gain from understanding the, the rates, understanding uh, miles, understanding the states and things like that, you'll be able to tell what's a good load based off your knowledge and based off you knowing that that carrier. So once you go and find a good load for that guy, now the next step is all you're going to do now is call. Call or find a way to get in contact with the person that put that load out there, which is either call or by email. Now, once you go and, and get in contact with that person. Um, let's say it's a broker. Now all you're doing is calling saying, hey, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm calling on this low, Atlanta, Georgia to Dallas, Texas. Can you give me some information? And now at that point, all you're doing is gathering information. Now, what information are you gathering? The main information you want to gather is the pickup, the pickup time, the pickup date. You want to, you want to get that. You want to get the drop-off time, the drop-off day. You want to get the commodity. Commodity is what type of freight is it? Is it some steel? Is it a ambulance? Is it some pallets? Um, then you want to get, um, you want to figure out what that broker is trying to charge for that for that load. Now, once you gather that information, you assess it, you make sure it's good, 
And if it works out, you, you relay it to your guy. You say, hey, man, I got this load picking up here, going there. It's this many miles. It's dropping off this time. And this the rate. Can we do it? You want to do it? And he say, yeah. Boom. You lock it in. You book it. Majority of the time, that take five minutes out your day just to book one load. So you're looking at, you're looking at five minutes out your day. You book a load. Now, let's talk about that. You book the load. Um, after that, basically, the, the steps are you're, you're basically going to be get, getting sent a document, which is called a rate confirmation. That broker or whoever, they're going to send you a rate confirmation, which is a document agreeing to the load, agreeing to the terms of the load, saying, hey, I agree this load, picking up here, going there. I agree to all the terms. We're going to sign off on it and we're going to send it back to you, showing that you know this is our contract for this load. After you do that, you're good. The load is booked as far as, um, you know, as far as that's concerned. You got the load, it's in your name, you, you, you signed it, you sent it back over. Now you just get that information to your driver. Now, think about that. That's five minutes. That take five, 10 minutes max out of your day to do that, to book one load. Depending on how you set it up with your percent, you know, whatever, you just made you some money, five minutes. You know, five minutes versus eight hours. 10 minutes versus seven hours. I mean, what would you rather do? You know, and that's just, that's just one trail. Like I say, you get a fleet, you know, you, you, you book in two, three, four, five, six at a time. I mean, five minutes isn't much. So, um, so after that, man, at that point, once you book the load, once your driver knows where to go pick up at that point, all you're doing is just sending updates to that guy, uh, to the broker, whoever you book the load with. Hey, my, my driver, he'll be there. 10 minutes, you know, he'll be there an hour just communicating. At that point, that's where you shine. To me, that what that's what sets dispatchers apart. Because what I just showed you is easy, you know, going <clears throat> going to a load board, getting some information, putting a guy on the load, that's easy. But are you going to be able to update that broker or that shipper and make, make them feel like they're right there in the truck with the driver? They, they need to know every little step of where that truck is majority of the time. So now it's your time to shine. You want to be sending updates. Hey, my guy's 10 minutes away. He's 30 minutes away. Hey, he's on site. Or, hey, my guy just broke down. You know, you want to let them know up front beforehand. You don't want to wait. Uh, you, let's say you find out your guy broke down. You don't want to wait two hours later and then tell the guy, hey, my driver broke down two hours ago. Let me check and see how he's doing. No, you want to, <clears throat> you want to be proactive. You want to go ahead and let that guy know, hey, my driver broke down. You know, can we can we let the shipper know? Or, or you reach out to the shipper. Let the shipper know yourself. Hey, man, my guy's not going to be there at the time we said. You know, doing things like that, is, that, that's your job until the load gets dropped off. You know, just making sure that whoever you book it with feels comfortable with knowing, hey, my this driver's going to drop this load off. It's going to be good. And then once you do that, you, you stay communicating. You know, you stay communicating, which at that point, you're just texting. You're just emailing. You know, you're just shooting a little a, a little call here. Like, hey, my guy's here. You know, it, it's not a lot of work. It's not a lot of it's not it's not hard work. It's not sweating brow. You working hard all day. It's, it's very it's very easy, very simple. Um, and then once you drop the load off or once the driver drops the load off, then at that point, you're just making sure that the, the driver sends in the paperwork, which is the proof of delivery proving that he dropped this load off cleanly. Um, there were no problems. There were no shortages, no overages. 
You know, there there weren't any apples that 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 were kind of spoiled during transit. Everything's good. Um, and so once you get that 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 paperwork um, that pretty much shows that you deliver good, which you get once you pick up as well, which is called a BOL. That that right there is the driver's ticket to get paid. So you want to make sure you keep up with that stuff. So once he delivers, it's your job as a dispatcher to make sure those things are organized. Okay, hey, send this, send me this pay, uh, this POD so I can send it over and make sure you get paid in time. You know, because if your guy drops the load off and then you know he doesn't send the paperwork in, well, he's not going to get paid. And majority of the time, you won't get paid. So. It's all about doing the little things. And so at that point, once you do that, it's just doing it all over again. It's just doing the same things all over again. You know, to me, once you book that load and you drop off or once you book the load um, with with your guy, the next step should be, hey, let me go ahead and find my guy another load out of there. If I know he's dropping in Dallas, let me go ahead and work on getting him some out of Dallas. Where are you trying to go, Bob? You trying to you trying to go to the, the California after that? Talk with him, you know, get, keep him rolling so that he feels comfortable knowing, man, when I drop in Dallas, man, man, Tay already got me some. He already got me some going, going to California, man. Man, this guy, he's he's making sure I stay rolling. Like that, that's the type of feeling you want to give your driver, you know, making them feel confident knowing, man, this this guy gonna keep me going, gonna keep me going. So at that point, it's easy, man. Just doing everything over all over again. Got you. So quick question. Um uh-huh. Can you talk a little about a little bit about negotiating rates? Like give 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 us some tips about negotiation. Oh man. Um that's probably my my favorite part of, of trekking, man. Just <laughs> negotiating. I love it because it's a game. I look at it like a game. I look at it the way I used to teach it, man. I look at it like cars. You know what I mean? You wanna in cars, you, you never wanna let, like, let's say we're talking space, you know, in space. If, if people play spades out there, you never want to one let people know what cars you got. And so I take that same approach with negotiating. You know, if you can, always, if you're the dispatcher, always make that broker or shipper tell you what it is that they want to pay. You know what I mean? And the way to do that is I like to say, hey man, what well, well, let's say you, they're giving you the load information or whatever. And then I, I'll say, well, okay, well, what are you guys looking to pay on that, man? You know, what's your what's your target pay? And majority of the time, they'll go back with you and be like, well, you guys called me. What are y'all looking to be paid? Right. And then, you know, it's just a game. So any the, the tips I would say, man, make make them pull your, their card first. Pull their card first. Let them tell you what number they want to pay. And then from there, you can kind of gauge. And also, I say, man, you know, always see if you can get a little more. You know what I mean? It's, all, it's always, you can always get more. I always right. remember that. You, you can always get a little more off the top. You know, the, the, these brokers out here tell you that they, they can't, they can't, they can't. Do, they, do, they can't. Do, do you ever have a number in your head or is there any way to like, is there any way to gauge what, how much more you can get? Like they're telling you, I'll give you 1500, but you know, you can get 17. What are, what are those ways that you kind of could, what, what are the things you could look at and say, nah, I know I can get a little bit more. I know I could push them a little bit more. I mean, just if, if, if Let's say they got a load posted at 15. I'm going to call and um, let's say he gives me the information. And uh, sometimes, too, when you go to the load board, they have rates posted. Like, they'll, they'll have a rate that they want to pay. Right. So let's say, let's say they want to be at 15. I'm going to always come in at 200 over. That's like my go-to. Mm. I'm going to always go 200 over because 
even if you don't give me two, you can at least give me one. Let's meet in the middle at one, you know, 100 over. Like I, I try to do at least 200 over and then work, work from there. But I always say, man, I always try to ask for more. Ask for 100 bucks more. Ask for 200 bucks more. You know, always, always try to get more, you know. That, those are my negotiating tips. And, and make sure both people are happy at the end of the deal if you can, you know. Got you. Got, at what point is it like quitting time? Do you say, all right, man, I give up, man. You got it. Man. I, I, I'll take it. Man. When, when do you know you just got you got to throw your cards in? Man, sometimes if, if you got a guy that you just need to get loaded, man, you just have to just, all right, man, I'll take it, man. I just need to get this guy out of here. But, you know, if you know that you can you can get a little more, if you know the number you're asking for is a good number, then then stand on it, man. Be firm. That's why I say fast, forthright, and firm. Be firm on your rate, man. You know, the, the broker, they're going to want you to come down because they want to, they have to get their money as well, obviously, but, you know, just stay firm. Stay firm on your rate. Right. Can, can you also kind of use the load board as, as a tool to, to kind of see like, um, you know, what, what, what's out there, how many loads are still posted? Like, can you use that to kind of gauge you know, and, 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 and get an idea of what you can actually, like how much the demand is on your side. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Some of the low boys out there, they have other tools that you can use like market analysis and they give you rate analysis where you can kind of see like, for, for example, in Atlanta to Dallas lane, the, the low boys will kind of tell you sometimes what rate should be and what uh, load to truck ratios are like in, in Vegas, you know, if there's more trucks than there is lows, you know, there's some boys out there, They'll they'll give you that information. You just have to find whichever one it is that that fits uh, you and your your business and, and your customer and your client. How, how accurate do you find that those are? Are you are those usually like on the low end, or do you feel like you can usually get more than what those averages show? I mean, I I'll say if you if you haven't had that much knowledge or that much experience, you can use those to kind of give you a, a pinpoint or like a not a pinpoint, but like a like a landmark or just a ballpark number um but after a while once you start doing it a while you you start to kind of know you know like oh this rate this not right like this line is supposed to be this so you can use the 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 rates that they provide but after a while you want to you want to rely on your own knowledge you know you want to try to rely on your own intellect got you when you're dealing with a fleet or a, a fleet of the same type of you know equipment Let's say you have 35 vans out there. They're all going different places, right? Like, how, how are you structuring that? Like, how, how are you setting that up? Or are you trying to send them in similar areas? Like, how, 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 what's your thinking around that? Well, um, it, it just depends. It depends on the, the trucking company. Um, okay. you know, I'm not in control as to where these drivers want to go. That's all on the company. You know, that's all on the owner and kind of their business, their business model. Um, so that, that's where going, going and finding out what is important to that company and what their values are. That's where doing that is important, understanding that so that after you do that, you can then figure out, okay, well, say, say for example, this fleet, they run, you know, just Cali to Texas. This is all they do. Well, let me, let me try to, let me try to build around that. Let me try to get some Texas customers. Let me try to get some California customers to try to keep these guys rolling. Now, if you got some guys that kind of go everywhere, then you just have to, just have to kind of match it up, man. You just got to figure it out. Base it off the the client that you want to pursue. Figure out what it is that you're good at, your skill set, and then just match it up from there. Got you, got you. And do you find like the 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 clients will 
kind of work with you? Or are they kind of like, you know, hey, we we have what we want to do kind of set in stone? Or do you kind of grow together like as, as you build the relationship? Like you may create, yeah. you may find some other lanes for them and say, hey, man, I, I found this lane. This looks pretty good. You know what I mean? Do they usually like kind of want to stay in their wheelhouse? Yeah, again, it just it just all falls on what what that Every, company. Everybody's wants. different, right? Yeah, yeah, but you know, if obviously when you build a partnership with someone, you want to build with them, you want to grow with them, and so that's what's cool about it too. You know, you're actually gonna build a partnership with someone. Like, you're not just gonna book one low. You know, you wanna you wanna build something long term because these trusts they 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 keep going. They don't stop. You know, a guy may come home a couple of weeks out of the year, but once you book that one low, you want to try to figure out how how you can make that business continue to grow as well. So it's about partnering. It's about figuring out what works for both sides, the dispatcher and the carrier, you know, figuring out what's important, you know, where they like to go, where they don't, um, figuring out what when their drivers need to be home, when they don't, stuff like that. You just got to, like I say, build that relationship. It's a real relationship, you know, that you want to build. No doubt. So let, let's 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 talk about um, your business a little bit. Um, thank you for that, by the way. That was a, a awesome breakdown. We appreciate that. Like really, just yeah. putting everything in in perspective because uh, a, a lot of what you said really does, you know, make make the picture clear. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anybody who's entering into this into this business. Uh, so w- w- what you're doing now currently? Where do you where where do you focus on? What what what's your what's your niche as far as dispatching? Or do you have a niche? Or do you just kind of explore different areas? What trailers do you like to work with? Give us an idea of that. Well. At JTS, we specialize in fleets, man. You know, we specialize in companies that have more than about five or six trucks. Because to me, a guy that has one truck, you know, he's not more, he he's not in need more of a dispatcher than someone that has multiple. Because a guy that has one truck could pretty much get his wife or a friend or someone to dispatch more. If he has his own experience, he could do it himself. But we specialize in fleets because to to us, like uh, a company that has multiple trucks, they have more of a need being that it's a lot more trust. It's a lot more personalities to deal with. You know, it's a lot more liability because, you know, it, it, you got a lot more trust to handle. And so we specialize in, in fleets because, you know, with, with fleet companies out there, it's hard to manage a lot of trucks, man. It's hard to manage <laughs> one. You know, it's hard to manage the maintenance that go with it. It's hard to manage just making sure that it's rolling day in and day out. So for us, using the knowledge and experience that that I've gained, um, we, we like to work with a lot of trust because we know how to manage a lot of trust at one time. You know, we we're able to 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 keep a lot of trust rolling just because we we move fast. You know, we move fast. We're forthright and we're firm. You know, everything we do is quick. You know, everything we do, we communicate at a quick pace because this industry is all about about time. It's about quick. It's about how fast can you can you can you get to this pickup? You know, how fast can you get this low? How fast can you drop it off? You know, the you know, these <laughs> these avocados gotta get there, man. They gotta get there before they spoil. You know, it's that's the industry. So our business we specialize on fleets and um, you know, right now we're 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 dispatching about uh, 35 reefer trucks and a couple couple other flatbeds, um, and so you know I feel like the, the fleet the fleet game is our our niche right now. You know, um, got you. So you said so you said fleet. So a fleet would be what what size what size 
how many chucks in up just to just to put context around them you may have mentioned like, it, but you like four four or like five four to five and up and, and above yeah okay got you so you said you guys are really doing a lot of reefer reefer work right now how is that because of was that what was because you started during the pandemic was that kind of what picked up during the pandemic and that's where all the opportunity was why, why are you focusing so much on reefer work um it, it just like i say it was just the opportunity that we were given um like i say with, with my connection and with that we just took off with it it's it not necessarily about the the season or the the year the pandemic had an effect, but it was just what the opportunity we were given at the time, pretty much. Got you. Know? Got you. And you said that you were able to connect with some of, uh, you know, contacts that you had previously. Were any of these contacts able to help you out with, 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 with the reefer lows or did you have to create new relationships? Um, I pretty much had to start from the ground, man, because I, I had been out of the business for so long on that side. It was like I was starting fresh from nothing. So just me really chiming in once everything got going, I just created the the partnerships um, from there, just just basically organically. Got you. And did you cold call or how did how did you create these relationships? Um, Really, really just a mixture of both, you know, cold calling, uh, reaching out again to some of the partnerships that I had built in the past using the low board, um, you know, what a lot of people don't understand too is, you know, you, you use the low board, you book a load with someone with a broker, you know, Hey, that guy might, might do this laying a lot. You know, he, he may have a, a contract or something like that. So, you know, you could build a partnership with him and, um, build relationships around people that you meet through the different boards and different platforms that's out there like that. So kind of a mixture of both, um, you know, cold calling shippers and, reaching out to them and um, form relationships just because that's what I already did before. Right. So a little, little bit of both. What, what, what's, what's your approach to cold calling? Like when you're, when you're cold calling people, how, how, how do you go about that? Uh, for myself personally, I like to keep everything on a, on a partnership basis, man. You know, I, I like to take the approach. Everything is, is partnership based. You know, I, I want to see, I like to tell people, man, I want to see, what type of value I can bring to the table. You know, if, if I can't bring any value to the table, then let's go about our business. But if, if I can bring some type of value to the table, if I can help you, if, if, if you can help me, that's the true um, definition of a negotiation too, by the way, both parties being happy at the end of the deal. So that's the same approach I take when I cold call. I want to call with the intent to formulate a partnership, you know, just based off, just being me, just being who I am. And from there, just seeing what type of value I can bring to the table, seeing if there's any value to bring, seeing if there's any opportunity. And from there, just going from there, you know, everything after that just happens naturally. Do you, do you kind of like let them know like, Hey, listen, I have a fleet of this many trucks. I can, I can provide, you know, this, like, like what, what, what do you lead with? Like what, 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 how, how do you engage? How do you get the, the, the shipper to listen to you? Is yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you, you're a dispatcher. Um, from a dispatcher perspective, I like to go in right away <laughs> because again, time, you know, when you call in these companies and you call in these individuals that are handling these loads and handling this freight, they don't have a lot of time to be talking. So 
the approach I take, I, I like to go ahead right away and let them know my intent. No matter what it is, whether whether it's dispatching, whether you calling insurance, you know, that's to me, that's that's the first step you should always take when calling someone. Let let them know your intent in calling. Hey, I'm calling. I'm so and so from this company. You know, I have, um, you know, this this mini trucks or whatever. I like to speak to so and so about opportunity. Basic approach, you know, and from there, like I say, just seeing if there's any value you could bring to the table, and you know, seeing what opportunity, seeing. Just, just seeing what matches up and what doesn't. How many no's? Do you, how, how many no's do you usually did you usually get before you got to a yes? Oh man, hundreds. No one says yes. No one does. No one does. I mean, no one's gonna say yes until really again they feel like one you can bring some value to the table, and two the time is right and they need you. You know that's that's what I've found in my experience. You know. A lot of people don't get yes. You get yes is probably one in a hundred, um, but majority of the time it's just all about just being persistent, just just making people see what you can bring to the table. You know, making people see who you are and and what sets you apart from the pack. You know that that's that's kind of what what I found to be successful. You know, and from that, it's up to whoever you're reaching out to to give you that opportunity. And what set and what sets JTX apart? Man, well, one one you working with um, an owner and, and some some guys who one been in the truck have experience, have some some months and states of experience being out down that road, um, and and also you have a one one of the owners who has been a broker as well, who's built an organic book of business from nothing. And, and ran a book of business by himself um, that was very eclectic. You know, that, that not only um, did dry van, not only did flatbed, not only did reefer, but did container business, did intermodal business. So what what says JTS apart is we we have experience, one. Um, you know, two, we know how to create partnerships in the business based off our experience and knowledge. Um, two, we we love what we do. You know, I I love the trucking instrument. I love it. I I don't see me doing nothing else. Um, so actually having a passion for what you do, actually having a passion for the business. Um, the biggest thing what sets us apart is the morals that we stand on. You know, uh, one of the things that I wanted to uh, really focus on when it came to us starting a business, I wanted to I wanted to change the energy in the industry. You know, I feel like it's a, it's a very, very cutthroat industry. I'm just be real. It's very cutthroat. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not a lot of smiles and it's not a lot of hugs and kisses. It's, 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 it's a lot of dirtiness going on. So what says JTS apart is, man, we, we have integrity. You know what I mean? We, we have morals, we have loyalty. Um, the things that we stand on in is integrity, loyalty, um, you know, hard work, creating partnerships, and, and and having fun, you know, that's that's the main thing. Um, but I feel like mainly that man. Just when you deal with us, you're going to be dealing with people that actually care about you because they they've actually been in your seat before. You know, a lot a lot of dispatcher companies out there, like I say, they've never been in the trouble before. They they've they've only worked in the industry for a little while. But you're dealing with with guys who've actually been in the business, been in the truck understand what it takes, understand what what the need is from a dispatcher's perspective. 
Give me an example of some of that, some of that dirtiness, some of that cutthroat stuff that you're talking <laughs> about in the industry. So people who want to get into this industry could have an idea of what they'll be facing. Man, um, just just the day in and day out. Um, I say just the the personalities you deal with, man. You know, um, it's a, it's a lot of people in this industry that really just look at it as a job like oh it's just i'm just driving a truck or i'm just booking a load for someone or i'm uh loading up some some product on the truck but when you really think about it man you you're doing something that's helping someone no matter what it is no matter what what piece of the chain you own whatever whatever value that you're putting toward the industry you're helping out someone down the line so to me, you know, that's the biggest thing. Like, you know, just, just understanding that, man, you, you're a part of a, of a industry that is, is the backbone. And, um, you know, I think, I think that's, that's one thing. Um, just dealing with people that take it for granted, I think. And that affects how people talk to each other. You know what I mean? People, people looking at it like a job, Instead of looking at it like it's a it's an opportunity to help someone, that caused them to be angry, that caused them to talk to you in a kind of way, you know, that caused people to be uh, immoral in the industry, that caused people to be, um, you know, uh, bad when it comes to interacting with each other, cussing people out, and it, it's it can get crazy, man, you know. But I think it just all stems from people not realizing the the position you in, man. How, how much time do you have to spend um, on your on your business on a daily basis or on a weekly basis? What like what are your work days like? Um, it just depends. It depends on the day. Um, obviously, it depends on you know if we have trust to move. Um, but kind of day in and day out, I I try to spend at least about four to five hours hard on my business, just going hard, just focused. And what does that four to five hours consist of? Um, you know, just making sure things are organized, just making sure I re- I'm reaching out to to people, letting them know, you know what we have and making sure that um, I have an idea of where my trucks are going to be um, day of next day so that we can kind of get them prepared and, and kind of get them booked up. Um, just dealing with dealing with issues, dealing with um, payment issues, dealing with, uh, you know, just needing to communicate with guys based off breakdowns or whatever like that so uh and, and obviously just booking loads and um you know doing doing what we do so that's the that's the main thing that our days consist of mainly just the, the daily functions you know would you consider dispatching a passive business um if you set it up right it can be um i feel like again when you create the, the right partnerships and the right network with the right people. And you, you know, you set it up right. It can become a passive business in the sense that, you know, if you book in lows and you find a, a certain flow or a certain thing that works, it, it could get real easy for you. The business will start working for itself. Just like any business. I feel like any business can become passive. If you, if you put the work in and you allow it to to grow and you and you make the right partnerships, then yeah, you know, it could be passive for you. It's just all about how you set it up. It's about how you set it up. That's what I would say. 
Got you. So, got you. Yeah. Financially, what, how do you, how, when, what do you think a person can make dispatch? And I'm, I know that's a loaded question. Cause I mean, I know that it could be like sky's the limit, but mm-hmm. you know, like, give me an idea of some like percentages, the, 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 uh, the industry standards. What do you think a person should charge the dispatcher? What do you think is a fair rate? Talk about that a little bit. Um, I feel like, um, what you can make to answer your first question. I mean, again, whenever you have a business, the sky's the limit, what you can make, first of all, you know what I mean? But to, to be realistic, like, can you become a millionaire dispatching trucks? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like, you know, if you, if you, like I say, based off the network, if you partner with the right people and you make the right relationships. Yeah. But, um, as far as what you can make, man, you, you can make anywhere between, you know, 500 to 5,000, $10,000 a week. You know, it's all up to you though. It's based off how many trucks you, you, you have, um, that you're, that you're dispatching It's based off the type of truck that you're working with, you know, whether, it, whether it's a reefer, whether it's a flatbed, whether it's a van, and it just depends on the, the type of loads that you're negotiating to give to your driver. Um, you know, you can, you can make pretty good. And, and, and how do you how do you set up uh, your your fee? Uh, your, your, how do you how do you charge? Do you base that on uh, like do you have a, a flat rate? Do you do like a percentage rate? How, how does that work for you? Well, JTS we we charge five percent. Um, okay, you know that's what we charge because that's just what we felt was comfortable um, at the time. Um, after we, we did a lot of research and like comparisons, you know, it's a lot of people out there charging you know, 10%, 11%, 9%, um, but, but we do 5%, um, you know, and then, you know, what we do once you book your first load with us, you know, we'll, we'll pay for your dinner or, you know, we'll get you some lunch. And, um, you know, it's a lot of other perks that come with, come with working with us, man. We, 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 we really value taking care of our guys, man, you know, taking care of them just from a person to person's perspective. Got you. Do you think that like that 5% is like a minimum? I mean, for you, like someone who's new in the business and doesn't have the experience that you have, someone who's listening to this podcast right now and, and they want to jump in, but they've never done this before. Do you think it's fair for them to come out the gate charging what you charge or like, how do, how do you perceive that? What's your perception of that? Uh, I feel like it's just based, based off of you, you know, based off what it is, what, what your goals are, what it is you want out of your business, what it is you want out of your company. You know, if you want to jump out the gate and charge a high percentage or charge a low percentage, that's that's on you. It's, it's based off what your end goals are for your company, I feel like, and what it is you want out of it. Got you. Do you offer additional services um, opposed to, at, at, in, at, in addition to the dispatch as well to the drivers or to the carriers? Um, um, well, yeah, I mean, we we do, like I say, we, we really highlight what it is that a dispatcher does day in and day out. We don't really look at it like a service. We just look at it like it's just a part of the job. So, I mean, we, we provide, obviously, um, setting you up with loads. We, we do setups for you. You know, we set you up with, with different companies. Um, we do all the updates, you know, when it comes to uh, updating whoever we book the load with, updating them on the, the location of the guys, updating them on ETAs and when it's going to be delivering. Uh, we handle all payments, payment um, situations and making sure that paperwork's uh, sent in at a certain time, making sure that our cares are getting paid on time. 
Um, so we pretty much handle everything, you know, that that's not a service. It's just, that's part of what, what it is to be a dispatcher. You know, we do it all. What, what do your carriers say about you? If I was to talk to one of your carriers right now and call them on the phone and I ask them about JTX, what are some of the things that they would say about your company? Man, they'll say, uh, one, you know, we, <laughs> we work very hard, man. We, I say me, I, I don't sleep, man. I, I don't. I don't sleep a lot. I work very hard. I take what I do very seriously. Um, you know, they'll, they'll say he's a very, very charitable man. You know, he 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 loves what he do. He he has passion in, in what he does. You know, we're we're out here working hard, making sure we're keeping these guys rolling. You know, they'll say that he he's a guy that's very knowledgeable of, of what what it is that that it takes to be successful in this industry. He's very knowledgeable of uh, the trucking side and the broker side. He he knows all the ins and outs of the DLT regulations. He knows the geography, the times, the terminology. They, they would say he just, he, know, he knows what he's doing. He, he a seasoned vet. You know, they, they'll say it feels like he's been doing this for a while. You know, it, everything's smooth. You know, our our logo at JTS, or excuse me, our, our our slogan, I guess you could say, is relax, man. We'll keep you rolling. You know, we, <laughs> I like that. We want you to relax, man. You know, and I rarely even talk to my my clients because that's that's how much we handle for them. You know, we don't they don't have to talk to me because we're 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 doing what we need to do. We're keeping their their drivers going and so that they could focus on other core competencies of their business. You know, we're we're keeping them relaxed so that their drivers can be relaxed, so that we could be relaxed, so that the consumer can be relaxed picking up their product. You know what I mean? So do do you actively recruit uh carriers or have you just been able to build your business via word of mouth? Um initially it was word of mouth, but we're we're starting to get back out here uh, via social media and um just networking other ways. But initially it was word of mouth. That's kind of how things got going. That's what I would advise anybody to to do whenever you start any type of business, you know. Start word of mouth, start with people you know right away. And then from there, just find other ways, you know, social medias and using using the phones. It's information out there. You can you can find it. So how how big do you want to grow? You talked about setting goals. How 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 many trucks do you see JTX dispatching? Man, I see I see us the goals, the goals that I have now set um for 2020, 2021, I see us dispatching over 100 trucks. Um, you know, down the line, I, I, I see us having a a plethora of trust that we're dispatching to the point that we're we're standing on that line of whether we want to go brokerage or dispatch or stay dispatch. You know, mm. I I see us uh, converting over into a brokerage down the line, um, just based off our partnerships. Um, but up until that point, you know, we want to. The, the goal is to just build a network of carriers that that trust in us, that trust in our services, trust in our knowledge and trust in what we do and um, just be able to get a pool of guys together in a network. And then from there, just be able to create partnerships on the other side of the shipper side of the on the on the customer side and be able to put it together. And however it goes from there, that, that's the goal. You know, we just want to just create a, a, a network pretty much of of carriers and, and shippers pretty much. And what, at what, at what point do you think it, it will be time to start expanding and growing the team and, and hiring more employees? Um, 
you know, obviously the more trucks we get, you know, we gotta we gotta grow. Uh, we gotta we gotta get guys to to keep them going. So is that something you're looking into now? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we gotta we gotta gotta you know find ways to to keep these guys going. And um, obviously, the more trucks, the more attention that's gonna be required for those trucks. So you know, the more we grow, the more people that we're gonna bring on. And um, you know, the goal now is to just add add more fleets, continue to add fleets as we go. And you know, based off your fleet, based off what it is that you're looking for as a company, you know, we'll be able to match you with you know a, a person that's able to provide, uh, I guess, um, satisfaction to those needs. You know what I mean? So that's that's the goal for us, man. Got you. What's the current state of of, of freight as you see it right now? Like what what's 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 hot for you guys right now? How are the rates in in your opinion? Talk a little about a little bit about the industry from your perspective right now. Man, freight booming right now, man. It's booming. Um, what do you what I mean, are you guys averaging per mile? Um, it again, it, just, it depends. It, it, it's hard for me to answer because it depends on where you're going, where you're coming out of. You know. Okay. A rate from a rate from California to Texas could be one thing, but going right back to Texas to California could be another rate. So it just depends when it comes to rate per mile. But as far as to me, the the feel of the industry, um, it's it's the holidays. I mean, around this time every year, freight is good. Freight freight is pretty good because you know holidays, a lot of a lot of things going on, a lot of a lot of different things that need to be delivered. So freight freight is pretty good right now. How do you think, uh, what's your projection as far as everything happening with Corona and every, like, how do you think that's going to impact? We're looking at possibly another, another shutdown. How do you think that's going to impact freight and what are you doing to kind of prepare for that? Uh, well, I feel like, I mean, it's it's really no telling what's going to happen, but, um, definitely be prepared for anything and everything when it comes to the pandemic and, and COVID, um, I feel like it may be another wave coming, but I really feel like when it comes to the freight industry, the freight going to continue to go. Um, you know, people are going to continue to need things. It may be a, a little bit of a a decrease in the amount of freight and the amount of uh, demand, um, or not not necessarily demand, but um, as far as like the inventory and, and the, you know, stuff like that, but. I feel like the freight going to continue to go. It's going to continue to to move and um, you know, I feel like it's it's going to it's going to be okay. I feel like um, you know, as long as, as long as the trucks out there, then the the trucking industry going to be good, you know. Got you. Um, and as far as what we're doing to prepare for, it, just making sure right now that, you know, we're building the right partnerships with 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 shippers and um with and customers so that no matter what happens, no matter if it's a pandemic or what, uh, we'll have those partnerships during those times to keep our guys going. You know, we'll have those partnerships to to keep our drivers rolling and, and keep the keep the, the 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 tires burning. Got you, got you. And you talked a little bit earlier about your course. What's the name? What's the name of the course that you're putting together for people? Um, it's called How to Start a Dispatching Course. Uh, How to Start a Dispatching Company, excuse me. And um, it's it's being launched by the Freight College. That's the the name of our um, college that we've been able to create. And um, that's the, 
that's the platform that we're going to be putting it out. Uh, as far as our course, it's called How to Start a Dispatching Company. So be on the lookout for that. It's going to be going to be releasing it um, in a month. It's going to be and a who, month from now. Who Who do you think that this course is for? I feel like it's for any any and everybody that one is in a position that wants to take their life to new heights. You know, if, if you're in a position where you feel like you want to create more time for yourself, you want to make more money, you know, you want to start a company, um, you want to get in a business or an industry that's essential, um, you know, or if you're already in the business and, you know, whether you're a truck driver, I know a lot of guys that's, that's drivers that, that want to, still be in the industry but don't necessarily want to be in the truck they want that they want to sacrifice from their families that um you know they want to have a business where they can be in control of their time so this course is for beginners beginners or anybody that's already experienced in the industry um that that want to create a company that want to create uh, a stream of income for yourself create a a, a job and an essential business uh, a, a business and um, just any and everybody that's looking to to man just just elevate their lives, just that's looking to just <laughs> man take it to the next level, man. Anybody that's tired of scrolling on IG, seeing other people's lives, this course for you. You know, this this course to help you be better in your life. Got you, got you. Talk to me, talk to me really, really quickly about um some of your failures, man. I mean, you seem like you've had a a long path to the, to get to this road. Uh, I know it couldn't be all peaches and cream, no. Talk to me about a a, a failure that you had start in starting your business and running your business. Tell me a little bit, of, uh, uh, give me a mistake that you made so somebody else doesn't make the same one. Man, um, really, just uh. I feel like one of the one of the biggest mistakes that I made in the beginning was just just the lack thereof of the knowledge, you know, just as far as like what what it's going to actually take day in and day out to to make it work and to make it last. I feel like um, one understanding two your goals again, like I said earlier, you know, understanding what it is you're gonna get in. What, what what's your end goal? You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna just be a dispatcher just to help out someone or you're trying to build a company, I feel like those those are some of the things that are important. Um, those are some of the things that I kind of stumbled with in the beginning because it was like, you know, I know I know I can do this, but where do I want to go with it? Um, so some of those things, um, just man, dealing with just stuff that happens in the industry, like just loads, man, just uh Lows picking up and you know missing deliveries and the basically normal stuff that happens. But me now having a business, stuff that I dealt with as a broker and stuff that I deal with as a driver, handling those things now from a business owner's perspective. How am I gonna handle it now? How am I gonna handle it now knowing that I have a client that is dependent on me? Just being able to maneuver through those type of situations. Those were those are some of the I feel like some of the biggest. Uh, hurdles that I had to overcome, really, just just handling those things. Yeah, it's much different when you're doing it for yourself, right? When you're working right. for somebody and you know you make a mistake, it's like, all right, your supervisor might scream at you, but when it's right. you and it's impacting your bottom line or possibly your business, it's it's a whole different ball game. 
Right, right, right. What, what, what other interests do you have aside, outside of trucking, man? What, what, what other things are you interested in, in business-wise? Because you're an entrepreneur. What other things catch your attention? Oh, man. Um, real estate, um, you know, doing, doing a little bit in stocks right now. Um, me and my brothers are getting into the Forex. Um, so really, really, as far as business, 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 I love the trucking industry. So the end goal for me is to try to build as much as I can in this industry because I feel like um, nobody really caters and respects the truck drivers, man. So I really want to try to stay in this industry and create opportunities in this industry, in this lane, so that um, we can be able to pass it down and give it to others. But other things that I, I, I want to get into are those, like, like, like I said, the real estate and the stocks, but I really want to just stay in this industry, man. It's, just, it's so many opportunities that you can create just from this one industry alone. And it's so much money that's made. It's so, so many moving parts. I, I just, I'm just a, a truck head, man. I think I, I just love, love trucking, man. Really. Got you. Got you. Got you. And um, the, the next question is, so, so why do you think that, you know, more, more of us, especially, you know, young black men such as yourself, such as myself, why, why, why is, are we not in this industry as much as we possibly should or could be? Um, just the lack thereof, of, of the know-how or just the people don't know. People don't know. Like when you go, you go to school and, you know, you send in class, nobody's telling you, Hey man, you know, a truck driver make a lot of money, man. Or no one's telling you, man, you know, you can go be a broker, man. And nope, nobody's saying that. So I feel like that's that's the biggest thing when it comes to just our community, period. Just we, we just don't have a, a we really don't have a desire, one, to go get the knowledge. And I feel like, two, we're not giving ourselves and giving our generations after the different lanes, opportunities to take on. So. I feel like that's what it is, man. We just don't know. We don't know. But that's why we're here now to talk about it. That's why we have these platforms and, you know, you have your podcast so we can get it out there and put it out there for people to know. No doubt. When you when you tell your friends or your, your peers uh, what you do, 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 do they underestimate you or underestimate your career? Like, do you do you ever feel that way or do like, uh-huh. you, you know, like, like they, they're like, oh, you dispatch like they don't really get it. Like, how, how, how does that go? Nah, my my peers and friends, they they. My friends and peers have known me since I was a child, so they understand who I am as a okay. as a person. So they know whatever it is that I'm doing, it's gonna it's gonna be successful because that's pretty much how I've been since since I was a kid. So they whatever it is that I'm doing, they support it and they know that it's it's gonna be big. So got you, got you. All right, cool, man. So listen, we're about to start wrapping up the show. Um but be- be- before we wrap up, the, the two things that I need from you is number one. Tell the audience, the Truck and Hustle fam, where they can connect with you. Uh, most importantly, where they can connect and learn more about Freight College, right? And then everybody who wants a, a dispatch company, a dope dispatch company, how they can connect connect with JTX. And then lastly, I need a final thought. That could be spiritual, financial, just a jewel to drop on the audience, some parting words. So let's start with where, where uh, the Hustle fam can connect with you, bro. Um, You know, y'all can connect with us on... Instagram at JTX Trans, um, at The Freight College. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, uh, The Freight College. We have a group um, that we've built. We're building a community. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at JTX Trans. Um, we have a, 
like I said, of course, we have the link for the course that we're putting out. Um, we're going to be putting it out on those platforms so you guys can get to it as well. So, you know, just follow us on those platforms and you'll be able to get to the to the course. Um, and as far as other than that, you know, you can reach out to us just uh, on YouTube as well. Uh, we have a, a YouTube channel, The Freight College. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's what y'all can reach us at. As far as the actual course itself, the course right now, we're giving away uh, a discounted price uh, right now because we understand, you know, it's the pandemic. You know, a lot of people aren't really in the position right now to to spend a lot of money. So we're going to make it affordable for people. So the course right now, we're giving it away for $229.99. Uh, we're going to be giving that right now as the pre-order price until the full course is available a month from now. Um once you take the course, like I said, we're, we're, we're going to, I didn't talk a lot today about, you know, wh- what's going to be in the course or whatever. Obviously you got to check it out, but we're going to be giving you step-by-step step on how to become a dispatcher. And after that, you're going to also be able to become a part of a, a community because we're going to be doing weekly zoom meetings with graduates from the course. Uh, so you're going to be a part of a community once you graduate and once you get your business started, uh, other people that have actually taken the course, you're going to be getting a community with them. Um, once a week, we're going to be doing Zoom meetings. And also you're going to get uh, one free one-on-one session with the instructor. Um, and also after that, um, one-on-one sessions for $49 thereafter. So it's a lot of, a lot of stuff that comes, comes with after, you know, after you take the course, obviously having your business, obviously, you know, feeling feeling good knowing that you have a business and you're about to make money but also knowing that you're still going to be a part of a community and knowing that you can still have some resources uh, to reach out once you're done um and so yeah man um it's it's going to be it's going to be exciting I'm, I'm looking forward to it uh it's definitely time for us to you know take take back control of of our lives and really man just put ourselves in the best position to be successful for ourselves and for the generations after. No sure. doubt. No doubt. I love it. And final thought, let's lead a hustle fan with a final thought before we get out of here, man. Um, man, I just want to, just want to say, man, I know, I know it's probably tough for a lot of people out there, but all I have to say, man, just keep the most high first, you know, just make sure that you guys are staying, staying down, staying disciplined. Whatever goals that you have, whatever whatever it is that you want to do, go do it. You know what I mean? Don't don't be afraid. You know, write it out. You know what I mean? Make it plain. Take the jump. Take the risk. It's time now to do it. So I feel like, man, don't don't allow what's going on right now in the world to to control your life and control where where your end destination is. Got you, got you. I love it, man. Hey, listen, man, Tay, I appreciate you, brother. You dropped a lot of value on the podcast today, man. Listen, guys, make sure you connect with Tay, um, the Freight College, JTX Trans. Listen, this brother has a lot of information for y'all. Bro, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate you for having me, man. I appreciate it. For sure, for sure. Hustle fam, we are out. If you like what you heard, it's only going to get better. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to learn or hear more about. Till next time, love is love, truck and hustle.